0: That persecution, for those who carry his message, persecution will come to them. And the first question we have to ask ourselves is why? Why will persecution come? Now, if you don't know what persecution means, it means rejection. It means being called a devil. It means been called, you are holier than thou. You're walking with the Bible under your arm. It means your head being chopped off, burnt at the stake, thrown into boiling water, flayed, your skin flayed off you. There are people in right now being killed for being messengers of the kingdom of God. And when I read that and when I think about that, I'm thinking, when am I being persecuted? Lord, I'm not carrying your message if I'm not being persecuted. Because the message of God is offensive, it will offend your flesh, it will, but it takes somebody to carry that message. So let's just read this, our text together, Matthew 10, and we're starting at verse 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep in, in the midst of wolves, therefore be wise as snakes, and harmless as doves, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to council and scorch you in their synagogues. They will be brought; You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you would speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now their brother will deliver up brother to death, and father, his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause him to put to death. And they will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For surely I say to you, you will not have gone to the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. And a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple to that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more will they call the ha- those of his household? Do not fear them. You see, and in this message, I want to ask you. And I'm speaking to the children, specifically, to the young ones. You see stuff. You know what's the worst thing you can do is even put a fake tattoo on your body. It's the worst thing you can do because you're already grooming yourself to do that to yourself. If you are going with the flow with all your friends and you never stand up, guess what you're doing? You're denying Christ. You are denying Christ. You and I, when we stand at a braai and somebody uses the name of the Lord and we say nothing, we deny Jesus. Why won't we say anything? Because what are they going to think of me? Immediately I get persecuted. Immediately. If it's more important for me to be in with my friends than in with God, I've loved my friends and their approval more than that which the Lord can give me. If it's more important to please my family than to please God, I am betraying Him. So I just want to know which friend of yours died for you. See, every time I can't say no to somebody offering me a drink, I'm denying Christ. Every time I think it's cool to do a certain thing, I'm denying Christ. You see, why am I starting off like this? Because I want to offend your flesh. I want to offend your flesh. I want to show you the minute we speak the truth, the flesh will rise up. If you stand in front here and you don't want to sing, you sing your hands after, I've asked you to sing with, you walking in the spirit of rebellion. That's what you're walking in. Oh, you can't say that. If you're staying together and you're not married, you're walking in rebellion. Might not like it. Can you see that the gospel becomes offensive? When I say there's no other God but one God and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you two, you, we will agree on that. But let's bring a Muslim in here. Yeah? Let's bring your Muslim friends or your Hindu family Let's bring them in and see what happens. Even to the, 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 the South African. Listen, every time you open that second beer, it's no longer you, sir. You're addicted. Now I'm offending you. See, the gospel of Jesus is offensive. Every time you light that cigarette and you put your dependence on that cigarette and not on the Lord, you're rejecting Christ. The gospel is offensive. Now you wonder why they want to kill Christians. You see, when you carry the message of the good news, well, you know what the good news is? That I've made you free of that. That you are a child of God. You have got the right. If people go up and down, jump, wow, wow, wah, wah. My rights, my rights. Don't offend me. Blah, blah, blah. And I shun thy boat. They go mad. And then, what right has God given you? Bring me some scripture of what right God has given you. John 1.12 says, God is giving you the right to be called child of God. Then act like it. Then I have to act like it. I have to walk like it. I can no longer skinner about people, swear the way I swear, do all the things I do. I can no longer kick the dog. I have to stop doing that. Because I've got a right. And if I want to fight for my rights, then I've got to start standing on the identity that's been given to me. Hard word. Nobody is saying amen, hallelujah right now. They're like, oh, yes, I'm quiet. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm passionate. Because this is the thing. Jesus sends us out as sheep amongst wolves. A sheep and a wolf will always be enemies. They will never ever sit around the same fire. Never. If I carry the heart of a sheep of Christ, it'll mean that somewhere in my social movement, the wolves will show their teeth. If not, Am I then carrying the heart of that sheep? Or am I denying my Savior over and over and over so just as to appease people? You see, in this modern world, parents, if you don't give your child a hiding, you are cowering to the world and you're denying Christ. Let's cut it straight down the bone. Because does he not say, spare not the rod? Does he say that? All right. Does he say that if you love those, you will correct them? Is it written in the Bible? No, 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 we mustn't just give hiding, you know? We mustn't just give hiding, you know? Just by saying that, I can get into trouble right now with the law because. The Bible says, spare not the rod. The laws of man say, you're not allowed to do it. And then these kids get the wise idea in their head that they are going to somehow just go run to the cops. Well, fantastic. Do that. Just make sure that they feed you and clothe you and keep you a place to stay as well. Do you understand? Because... Uh, if I'm going to have to feed you and clothe you and love you and give you a place to stay, then certainly you have to abide by the statutes I abide by. And that's the Lord. I can't tell my child, listen, son, you're not allowed to smoke. (laughs) But I smoke. No. Can you see that it's offensive? Who's, Who's being offended just now? Just be honest. Just put up your hand. Thank you. Thank you that's the gospel the gospel is offensive it's offensive to the flesh because the flesh wants to hear what it wants to hear it wants to hear that i'm good and i'm okay and all of that but jesus says all flesh all that includes me deserving of hell there's all of us are corrupt All of us fall short of the glory of God all of us need to be redeemed every single one of us Yeah, but I've been going to church I mean is my heart to offend you do I want to purposely offend you and upset you no who's like no one's like that you see I want you to see the next piece of scripture which you put up Galatians for the flesh lusts against the spirit. You see, sheep and wolves will always be enemy. Spirit and flesh will always be enemies. They will fight against. That's what you want to do, you don't do. That's what you don't want to do, that you do. All the time. Bam, 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 bam. I am, but why am I? And then guess what happens? The enemy gets in there, right in the midst of it, telling you, you're not good enough. See, you can't do it. See, see, this Christianity, it's not for you. No one can be as holy. No one can do. no. The flesh lusts are against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are contrary to one another, that ye may not do the things of the world. You see, as long as my body, and it does that. We want approval from people. We want to appease people. We wanna appease our own flesh and what we think and what we deserve and what we like and what's nice to us and for us. And Jesus says, what must we do with the flesh? Crucify it. You must crucify your flesh. You must nail it to the cross. You must kill the desires of your flesh. There's something there. This is offensive word. Jesus says, I send you out as sheep amongst wolves. And you go out there and you talk to your friend and he's playing the lotto. He's opening the the gates, the doors for the God of Gad and Midi to come into his life. To destroy. To ransack. Because that's what fortune and favor will do. It will rob you. No, no, I'm going to play the lotto. I'm going to play the lotto. It will rob you blind. That's offensive, isn't it? Don't you put up your hands. But people play the lotto. They read their star signs. You cannot read the star signs and worship Jesus. You cannot serve the forefathers or your forefathers or the culture of forefathers or the culture of church. You cannot do that. You cannot serve that and serve Jesus Christ. You cannot fall into any form of tradition and serve Jesus Christ because this is, the Word of God says it's the traditions of man that make the power of God null and void. So you can't follow that. You have to stand up and say, no, there's one. There's one God. There's only one seat thrown in my heart. And there's only one person that sits there and that is Jesus Christ. No one else. I have, to, that's offensive. That's offensive. You can't put your children there. You can't put your parents there. It's written there, did you see that? It says, parents will give up, brothers will give up, children will give up, why? Because a Muslim will get saved and his family will ostracize him. Or a father would get saved out of a Muslim family and he will go and hand him over and they will be persecuted. Because the gospel is offensive. The gospel is an absolute. Jesus Christ is the only, only God that claims deity. Do you know what that means? Jesus was the only one that said, I'm God. Muhammad did not do that. Buddha did not do that. Hare Krishna did not do that. No one. Jesus alone said, I am God. Now, he's either delusional, he's either living in a little dream world, <laughs> I am God, we meet people, or he is who he says he is. And I kind of like to believe him because whatever he prophesied, whatever he said he's going to do, he pulled it off. He said, I'm going to die on a cross and I'm going to raise after three days. And he got that Right. Okay, so he is who he says he is. He walked on water to show people that he's the son of God. He stood in a boat and there was a mighty storm and he quieted that storm to show people that he, the son of man, God, has got control over the nature. He raised people from the dead to show people that he can even have power over death. No one else has done that. I send you out as sheep amongst the wolves. Go, go tell them that. Go tell them. This is what Jesus says. But know this, persecution will come. People are not going to like you when you bring an absolute in a world of no absolute. What is absolute? Absolute means there is a right and there is a wrong. But I feel, I don't care what you feel. You know, for me it means, no, it's not what it means for you. It means what the king says it means. He is a king with a kingdom. He is not a democratic elected president where we can choose and swap and change rules and rulers. No, he is a king and he's got a kingdom and he determines what happens in that kingdom and him alone. And guess what? He does Not change. Never. If he destroyed Solomon Gomorrah because of homosexuality, what's his heart toward homosexuality? The same. Now that's offensive because we've got family members that might be homosexual. We might have siblings. Children. Jesus doesn't care about that. He cares about the person. He cares about your eternal salvation. And you can rather pop out your one eye and go to heaven without it. And go with both your eyes to hell. So if you steal, you're going to hell. End of story. Oh no, no, A God of love won't send people to hell. You're right, he won't. He will cast them in there, throw them away. Why? Because he killed his son for you. See, this is offensive. The father beat Jesus. You and my, our son, killed him on that cross. The time of grace, the time that God understands, is Now. Now. Now is the time to make right. Now is the time to confess. Now is the time to say, I'm sorry, and stop doing it. You only have now, because you don't know what's going to happen when you walk out that door, if some silly guy with a taxi drives over you. And then your opportunity is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. And then what? What? Then we're not right with the Lord. See, it's an offensive message. Is it the truth, though? That's the question we have to ask one another. Is it the truth? Because if it's the truth, we need to act upon it. I'm not angry, just passionate about this. You see. Jesus uses very funny language. He says, <laughs> "Be wise as a snake." And then everybody, well, oh, the snake is the devil. The snake is the <coughs> devil. Ra. Yes, Satan possessed a snake in the Garden of Eden and he. Le- but who created the snake? Jesus, is there good in a snake? Yes, Do we necessarily like snakes? No. OK? But that doesn't make a snake evil. So if I, I need to see what Jesus does here. Jesus goes and he goes to the worst thing that we can think of. Snake. And he says, I want to show you that. You need to be wise like a snake. Because a snake, you don't see it. He's not cunning. Jesus is not talking about being cunning. He's talking about being wise. Being versigtig. Like a snake, and a dove. Will a snake and a dove ever be friends? No, not at all. You see, if we don't have the compassion and the love and the empathy that Jesus has, we can have all the wisdom we have, and that becomes cunningness. All right, and we can have all the love of God and the softness of a dove, and we don't have the wisdom of a snake, we become pathetic. We come to the place where I can't tell you the gospel. You see, a snake gets its prey in a corner, doesn't it? We've got one at home and it strikes. We need to get people to a place where we can present the gospel to them with kindness and mercy and love In Mark 12, Jesus illustrates this. You can go read it there. Mark 12, verse 13 to verse 17 is where they actually try and trap Jesus. The people in the world try and entrap him. They say, should we pay taxes? And Jesus says, bring me a coin. Bring me a coin. He says, whose face is on this? Oh, it's Caesar's. And then Jesus says, render. Can you see the wisdom? Be wise as a snake. Render that which is Caesar's to Caesar, comma. Not full stop. Comma. But you give to God what's God's. You give to the Lord what is his. What is the Lord's? You. You. You are the Lord's. Surrender your heart to him. You know, I got in the world. And somebody says, "Oh, you know, taxes. I've given you a clue how to start getting them to a place. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, give to Caesar what Caesar's, but have you given to the Lord what belongs to the Lord? And suddenly see how your fame or popularity just takes brrr, poof, goes down. What do you mean, I must give to the Lord what is Lord, the Lord's? So Are you talking money? No, I'm talking about your eternal spirit. Have you surrendered your life to him? That you know that if you don't, you're going to go to a very warm place. And you're not going to enjoy it. It's not going to be 34 degrees. It's going to be 134 degrees. Can you see how Jesus, this message is difficult to bring. It's a difficult message to bring. It's difficult to come and speak to people and say, listen, persecution will come. Now, either Jesus was talking the truth or Jesus was lying. Did Jesus talk the truth? Yes, Jesus spoke the truth. Okay. So if there's no persecution in my life, guess what? Come on, we're good with mathematics. I am not carrying the message of the kingdom. But when there's persecution in my life, when you are being called a devil. I've been called a devil. I've got WhatsApps and stuff of people sending me what a terrible, heartless, ice-cold monster I am. Really? That's fun. People invite me to a bride and they don't invite me ever again. I promise you. Standing with friends, we're having a braai and we're talking, talking. I've told you this story before, it's in Pretoria. And the guy says, well, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> because I know what's going to happen right now. I'm going to tell him what, it's, what I do for a living. And then it will be the end of this beautiful barbecue braai that we've had. So a friend of my other friend starts laughing and says, he's a preacher man. <laughs> What? You're a preacher, man. Five minutes later, they're in their car leaving. End of braai. End, because suddenly the beer in his hand is convicting him. <laughs> suddenly, he can't tell those dirty jokes anymore. I wasn't laughing at them in any case. But it's gone. End of braai. Everybody, ding, 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 boom. Persecution. How often has that happened to you? Put a sign on my door when I was still working in government. Bible study, Wednesdays, lunchtime, one to two. Guess how many people come? One. One person come. How many people in the building? Over a thousand. One person comes. And then after a while... You get mocked. Persecution. Persecution, and we live in a country where we have it so soft and so gentle. But people right now are dying. They're being killed for the name of Jesus, because Jesus confronts the flesh. He confronts darkness. He confronts this world. And when I and and this is this is difficult for me. I don't, don't think I'm standing up here and it's easy for me to bring this. This is difficult for me. I'm scared to bring this. I'm scared to bring this message. But if something happens in me when I get scared, I get a bit forceful. <laughs> if you're still harboring sin, and if you tell me I don't have sin, you're making Jesus a liar. She wants to come upon you and remain upon you so that when you walk out that door, you're not the same person. When you walk out that door, you carry a light. You walk as a sheep, part of his flock, spotless and clean. What do you need to confess to the Lord this morning? Don't tell me nothing. Because then we make the Bible, we make Jesus a liar. What's the thing that I need to confess? What's the thing I need to finish off with this morning? And maybe, it's, maybe it sounds like this. Father, I'm sorry for wanting people's approval more than yours. Will you forgive me? Father, I'm sorry that I run to other things for comfort rather than to you for my comfort. Will you forgive me? Father, I've been listening to another voice that's not your voice. Will you forgive me? Father, I've been believing something about me that my granny said or my father said or I even myself thought up and I did not come to you to hear who you say I am. I want to ask you this morning, if you can, would you please go on your knees right now? If it's at all possible for you. God says for times of refreshing of his spirit confess your sins I'm asking you this morning I come to you as a fellow sheep So what is the black on you that you need to confess this morning? Will you lay it before the Lord where you are right now so that His refreshing can come upon you? Don't let your flesh be so offended this morning that you don't run to your Father. Don't let the flesh win this victory. As this playing in the background, I'm trusting the Lord right now to reveal to you, and you just confess to Him there where you are. And all you have to do is say, "Father, I am sorry for whatever it is. Please forgive me. I don't want to do it anymore." I appropriate the cross between myself and that sin. I break the stronghold of that sin over my life. And I come to you. Thank you that you wash me clean. Thank you that you restore me. Would you open your hands? I want to bless you in this place right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to come and echo your voice over your children though your sins are like scarlet I make you white as snow and I remove them as far as the east is from the west and that which you've confessed I can remember no more I make you sp- pure and spotless I speak a blessing You are my beloved child, says the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. I bless you with His presence. I bless you with His unwavering presence in your life. I bless you with the knowledge in your heart of hearts that He will never leave you and never forsake you. I bless you with the knowledge that you belong to his flock and you know his voice I bless you with a heart of obedience the courage to be obedient (laughs) thank you Lord for your presence this morning Thank you for what you are doing. (laughs) Thank you for your move, Holy Spirit. If you need to throw that packet of cigarettes in front of this altar today, you come and do it. If you've got a problem with money that's dominating, do something about it. I want to challenge you this morning. Don't walk out that door the same. Don't walk out that door the same. There's grace here this morning for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as we go home now, I ask that you would continue to work in our hearts. That you would continue to draw us. Lord. Send us out, Lord. Give us that wisdom. Give us sheep mentality. Give us the heart, the, the heart of a dove. Speak through us. We ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's go have some coffee.